The Planter's Place podcast is brought to you by Osmocote, the planter's plant food. I'm Amy Griesack, a garden writer in Great Falls, Montana. Weeds are definitely a problem for most gardeners, so today I'm going to offer you a few tips on handling the true bad boys of the garden patch. Rhizomatous weeds are the gangster thugs of the perennial weed world, there's little doubt. It doesn't matter what you do to battle these sometimes. You can chop them, they're going to come back. You can burn them, they're going to come back. Or you can poison them a lot of times, and they still come back. What's even worse is if you run a rototiller through them, then they're going to come back by the hundreds. They just seem to never stop growing. And the problem is, is they have so many ways of reproducing. Not only do they have all these rhizomes and roots that are growing all over the place, they usually reseed and send out a whole lot of seeds that will last a really long time in the soil. Thankfully, there are different ways to tackle these most tenacious weeds. Unfortunately, none of them is really easy. The first big problem weed that comes to my mind is bindweed. I've battled this one for years. It certainly looks sweet and innocent. It has a pretty little pinkish white flower that resembles a little morning glory until blam, it takes over your entire garden. I'm convinced that if it's actively growing in the middle of summer, if you stand too close of it, it's going to wind up your leg and pull you down. This is an evil weed with a taproot that'll go down an easy 20 feet and rhizomes that stretch out just as far. Now the rhizomes are typically under those first two feet of soil, which is actually quite a bit, and they really make a network where they spring up all over the place. Bindweed is so bad, I've talked to organic farmers who've had to drop out of the certification program after decades of battling it because it completely choked out production. They had to resort to spraying or quit farming altogether. Now, if you have bindweed in a small spot of your garden, go after it with all you have. If you mercilessly hack and pull at it, it will eventually succumb. But it's a true test of wills. Definitely do not allow it to go to seed because they will stay viable for decades in the soil, just waiting until the time is right. One of my preferred methods for handling a lot of perennial weed problems is by cooking it out under black plastic. Most of the time I can clear an area to prepare it for planting within a season if I put down the black plastic, pin it down, weigh it down, and make sure that it's going to get good and hot and stay good and dark to really discourage any growth. Bindweed is much, much different. It can take three to five years to completely kill it out, and this is only if you have that area completely blacked out and fastened down tight. If bindweed finds one little bit of light, it'll go for it. Unfortunately, the surest way to be rid of it is to use chemicals. Either glyphosate or the T4D will do the trick. But you need to be careful when you apply it, because if you put it on willy-nilly, it won't do a lick of good. You don't want to use more of this stuff than you have to, plus it's a waste of money. The best time to treat it is in the fall when the weather is really starting to chill down. The plant is drawing down nutrients at this time and it simply absorbs the poison better. It brings it down to those roots and kills the plant far more effectively. You can hit it again in the spring when it's actively growing. This probably won't kill the plant, it's going to knock it back and it's going to affect seed production. So that's a bit of a bonus. Now to start today, I focused on bindweed because I think it's one of the worst, but there are plenty that are just as tough to deal with. Quackgrass is another most gardener's curse. The rhizomes on this lovely specimen will tunnel through iris rhizomes and other plants and other stems and roots of other plants, and I've even seen it coming up through asphalt. It is truly tough, tough stuff. 
but thankfully we have eradicated it from areas by smothering it out with the black plastic. At one of the community, one of the community gardens that we have, there's a, there was an awful patch of quackgrass. It took over this whole back section, but we didn't want to use chemicals because that's our organic garden. So early in the spring, we spread huge sheets of black plastic and pinned it down. After a year, we took it off and the whole area looks great. And we're definitely keeping an eye out for anything that is springing up again, little extra bits that are germinating or that might be encroaching from the neighbors, but it's really good to have that space back. Creeping Jar Charlie is yet another that can cause people to rip out their entire gardens or sections of lawn. It again is a pretty little plant with a small leaf and a really tall lavender spiky blue flower. It's kind of stunning by midsummer, but it undoubtedly will take over. I had it in a former garden. I couldn't believe how quickly it came back. Might be a little bit of exaggeration, but it seemed by the time I finished weeding the bed, it was emerging from the soil in the place where I started. A lot of folks, particularly when dealing with it in the lawn, will resort to 2,4-D. Some people even remove key plants from a garden bed, being careful not to have any creeping, gen or creeping charlie roots intertwined in the plants, then they nuke the whole thing. It's a little harsh to go to that extreme, but if it is really embedded in your lawn or in your garden, sometimes you have to get to that level. The interesting thing is there have been studies showing borax can wipe it out. Now this is only for the lawn, you don't want to use it around edible plants at all, but you mix 10 ounces of borax, like the 20 mule team that's used in laundry, in a half a cup of water to make a paste. You then dilute this with two and a half gallons of water. So put that in your sprayer and spritz those plants, you know, trying not to be too carried away because the boron will build up in the soil. And it's also best to use this in the spring when the creeping Charlie is young and new and really, really growing quickly. Weeds that spread with the rhizomes are definitely the most maddening. I'll take almost anything else over them. They're not impossible to eliminate, but I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that they're not a serious challenge. So my best advice is to pull out all the stops and simply don't let them win. To learn more from our gardening experts, join the community at plantersplace.com. And be sure to like Osmocote Plant Food on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the Planters Place podcast.